Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, discuss, talk about, review, and everything else to Every Horror Movie on Netflix. As always, I'm Chris, here with Patrick. Hi, Chris. And Steven. Hello, Chris and Patrick. Hi, Steven. Good. I'm glad we're giving each other equal time. That's amazing. We're all greeting each other Um, with equal cordiality. Yeah. Well, Chris, I noticed, didn't say hello to either of us. Very rude. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Chris. I'm glad you're here. Again. I'm glad to be here. Steven, Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. I'm flattered to be in your company. Hi. Uh, Hello. Yeah. So we're back to back well, to India again. Yeah. I mean, we had an amazing experience and divisive as well last time with 1920 London. Yeah, you hated I was it. I say you did so, not have an amazing experience I, with I, 1920 parts London. Parts of it I loved, but I I know that when that around that time I was getting very targeted ads from Netflix and this movie Boothnoth came up and I sent a screenshot to both of you like I can't wait till we can talk about this movie it yeah. was like a very and in fact I don't think the image that was in that ad is even in this movie <laughs> we can look it up and see but it looked like kind of a spooky witchy ghost movie uh, and part of that is right yeah it's certainly spooky it's a horrifying it's a horrifying um, concept this is a, a a haunted house movie of the highest order. A young family moves into a house. They have a young boy. The young boy starts communicating communicating with- to the undead. Weird things start happening at school. The father is like an like absentee father. It's, <laughs> Again. it's like hereditary. And then um, I feel like there's another movie with an absentee father. Bogus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever movies those are, I was not as unsettled as I was by Bootnoth. I was. mean, this is a movie about a young boy whose father has gone off to work on a cruise ship, and he, in his loneliness, develops a relationship with a much older man with co- what I refer to as coke nails. He's got this, like long fingernails. He's very sort of disgusting. shabbily dressed. Disgusting. disgusting. Just horrifying. Like Think like Slimer from Ghostbusters like as a physical like human being i mean one might describe this as a horror of hygiene you you absolutely could and i was disturbed that the boy didn't really seem to be threatened by this ghost that was the horror of this for me no i mean he looked at those nails and said i Uh, let me clip let me clip them for you let me clip them because they're too long you need some help ghost friend the mother, she's lonely. She's having a hard time running the household, and she has to just watch her cute boy lose his mind. Descend to into madness. A paranormal who, entity. A woman who understands hygiene, who yes. knows how to clip her nails. She and looks is a great. master chef. I mean, she makes a mean sandwich. Yeah. I would say, a mean, actually, a mean tiffin. This movie is about two things. It is about or three things. I have three things to say. It is about broken families ghosts and sandwiches am i wrong that's right okay i thought so. but presented in such an unnerving package really 
So are, are we? Are we? Are we, are we, are we, are we let's stop with this let's, bullshit. Let's be clear. Let's be Listeners, clear. You know, we've told you for a long time that if you troll us, we'll troll you back. We've just been trolling you for the last five minutes. So hopefully, you're going to troll us real fucking hard in retaliation. This is not a fucking scary movie. We've just been fucking around. This we've, is. We've been trolled by Netflix. I think. This yeah. Is, this I is. Mean, it's in the horror section. Accounts, it's not a horror movie. This is a children's film. <laughs> I mean, this movie. No, it's a family film. It's a family it's a family film. film. It is like 90s style family film. Like Rob, if they remade this, Robin Williams should have been. Oh my god, the that's ghost so right. In oh, the that'd 90s. be great. Imagine Beethoven, but instead of a dog, it's a ghost played by Robin Williams. Played by yeah, sure, yeah. And you've got Bootnoth, the American remake. Bootnoth, Bootnoth. Yep. Which so we should say. Booth, B H O O T H, means ghost in Hindi. Uh, But I'm not sure that the spelling is correct because nobody says Boothnoth, they say Bootnoth, and in the subtitles, there's no H, no second H H in it. Well, I mean, in Hindi, it wouldn't be spelled in the English alphabet anyway. So, I mean, it's it's all a matter of interpretation. Sure, but the movie is conflicted between the spelling of the title and the way they use that term in the film itself. This is a movie about, uh, yeah, a, a, a family is moving into a new house. Uh, the, a young boy's uh, father is uh, an engineer on a cruise ship, and so he's, he's gone all the time. It's like being a pilot, you know? He's off on long flights, and the company pays for them to move into this very exquisite mansion, which Huge turns mansion. out to be haunted. Haunted, yeah. And I mean, I, I think the ostensible horrorness of this movie comes in literally the first five minutes. I think someone at Netflix watched the first five minutes and was like, yep, put that in the horror section. I mean, ah. because it does play very horror-ish in those first five minutes. Sure. It's total, uh, a couple is in this house. We never see this couple again. They get attacked by a ghost. It's very... They make a big pizza. They're about to fuck. And like suddenly things go awry. Presented very much as traditional horror. And after that... There's almost nothing that registers as horror in this movie. Agreed. And I would say a huge swath of this movie is pure melodrama. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of like a movie I've mentioned before, like The Innocence, uh, the Jack Clayton movie written by Truman Capote, where it's like there's a ghost involved, but it's not scary. It's more like familial drama. Oh, yeah. And it's very much focused on like oh, it's soap. This movie is as much the location as the huge soap opera. Absolutely, it's like it's like Almodovar made a ghost movie. <laughs> like, but Almodovar was like totally stoned and like not <laughs> doing a good job yes. of holding the reins. So, I mean, because we were just speaking about language a little bit, and actually, probably none of us can lend any real clarity to this issue. But I was still fascinated that the the dialogue in this movie is subtitled and is primarily in a foreign language but there's also some english dialogue like there's the, a lot of english the actors will this. slip back and forth between what i assume is hindi and english from time to time does anybody know why that would be or no idea how that works i mean other than the obvious that you know india was a english colony for so long yeah the, the language and i noticed it was mostly with some exceptions it was mostly sort of like Figures of speech or expressions or like interjections that were in English. So I don't know if if it's come up like that. I've seen this in other foreign language films. Like I think of like uh, certified copy where there's a lot of I think a French film where there's a lot of like English dialogue dropped in. Like when people get like really mad, they talk in English instead of like continuing to talk in French or Italian yeah. or what the language might be. This movie is like 
dazzling how quickly people go back and forth between no, the yeah. two languages. And it's all subtitled. <laughs> you so. probably have that in a society if people are fluent in two languages. What's interesting to me is that in, it's not in 1920 London. But well, that India's was more a of a. Th- I mean, I think it, that had to do a lot with like the time period that movie was set in. Oh, maybe I don't know. I mean, we cannot piece. claim to be experts on this. I'm just. We, I, I'm we just, should have done some research. I'm curious to know why that why that is, or or if people slip back and forth between Hindi and English. I mean, I probably sound like a huge moron right now to anybody who is actually of Indian descent. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm curious. This movie made me curious because I've never seen. I mean, I've for a long time watched a lot of foreign films. I mean, I studied film uh, as an undergraduate, and I've never seen anything quite like this, where the the language is so fluid. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here where I don't want to speculate. Obviously, we just come into these movies, these foreign films, with a huge disadvantage. Obviously, since we're watching every horror movie on Netflix, we can't research all the facets of Indian culture and Indian film and Indian language. Uh, so we're doing the best we can. And we're going to try not to be too, you know, ethnocentric about it. So should we get into kind of the basics of the characters and what we're what we're dealing with in this movie here? So there's a uh, there's the little kid, Banku. Banku is our, our Banku, hero. My son. Basically. Yeah. Steven literally texted me as he was watching this movie and said, Banku, I want a son <laughs> like this child alone made you wish you had a biological is, child of your own. Yeah, he is a precocious but sweethearted boy. He's kind of chunky and you know, <laughs> uh, just no, he is. I mean, he's kind of a just an adorable little cherubic child. See, I'm going to be honest. Banku really grew on me because I hated this fucker at first. I was just really I, I didn't. I, I mean, part of it was the actor's performance at first. I wasn't I didn't think he was a great child actor, which, you know, you can't you know hold any child actor to too much account for their performance because they're a kid and whatever but it he definitely grew on me a lot as the movie went on i think some of it was the writing some of it was the way the character was portrayed and some of it was you know the kid actually turned out to have some range and especially when he started playing against this actor playing the ghost bootnoth there was a relationship there that i became emotionally invested in well, we'll talk about Much relationship. My surprise. There were some things about the relationship that actually quite disturbed me, but we can talk about that later. But I, I feel like he has range. He just had so much energy, and so he was so feisty. Like he felt like a real kid in very much the same way as the kid from the Babadook does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would say that kid definitely gives a better performance because he has better material to work with. But I feel like the kid who plays Banku is, uh, he just comes alive on screen. Yeah, I mean, feisty. I mean, when I think feisty, I think one of the early scenes in this movie where he goes to his new school for the first time and he's being bullied. And one of my favorite things in this movie is when he and the bully like exchange scowls and the camera slowly zooms in on each of them. And there's this musical cue that repeats a thousand times, just like the musical cue for Jay in 1920 London, Fear Strikes Again great musical cue. Oh, I wrote we, we down should, in my notes. We should drop in this bully musical cue I right, wrote down right in my notes, here. why does Banku get a carpenter theme? <laughs> uh, it's not the same music at all, but the way they shot that reminded me of Kill Bill when the bride sees someone she <laughs> yes. wants to kill. <laughs> yes. They stare each other down, they play music. Yeah. I want to say something. That, so we have this opening scene that is very much a... It's very Blumhousey. We say that a lot in this podcast, but like uh, we get this no, kind of kind of teenage, you know, dicking around in a abandoned house sort of thing. And, and we should say it looks like shit. 
Like, I mean, I... It's so dark, not, you can't tell what's happening. I'm not super inclined towards the technical details as you, as you guys are, but I was like, wow, this looks like Netflix film, like, found a Vimeo, found this on Vimeo somewhere and just, like, filmed it off their computer and then put it on Netflix. It looks like garbage. I thought it looked fine. Mm. Um, really? What what struck, what struck me is that after fine that Fine or fine? both um what struck me is that after that scene happens and after we get the opening credits suddenly we are cast into this very film like visual uh, i don't even well it looked like largely it it looked like the whole movie was like scanned off a shitty film print i thought i saw cigarette burns in the corner no you did you absolutely did and they were i will say my first note that I made in this movie is, are we in the Ouija universe? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Ouija, Ouija cinematic universe. Yeah. Because it, there are cigarette burns, but in Ouija, the cigarette burns are always in the same place. It's like the same kind of trick played over and over again. Ouija, Origin this movie, of Evil. I think this might have actually been shot on film. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was, and it was a weird choice because I immediately thought, like, are we in a 70s commercial right now for this cruise line? Yeah. Uh, I think it was shot on film, but someone fucked up. Oh, yeah, that shot where, like, there's that (laughs) weird, like, slow-mo shot of the ship, and then it speeds up. If it was shot on film, it was very badly done. Unless they were trying to make it look like an exploitation movie. It may have been 16 millimeter film, but it was shot on film. I mean, there's not I think a it was shot in HD and like they put a filter on or something, but I could be wrong because the the burns and like the little sort of tricks, you know, the little like sort of like specs and everything that come up are not predictable. There's not, like not the a consistent artistic aesthetic to this movie. Like there There's are not. there are stylistic ticks that appear a lot in certain sections and not in other sections. Um, the the musical numbers look completely different from the rest of the movie, which makes sense in a way. Like those those should have a distinct aesthetic sure. to them, but they feel like they just got dropped in from a completely different shoot that happened to have the same actors. It feels like there were like three directors, totally three different production units. crew, totally different yeah. director. Yeah, exactly. Except it all kind of looks bad. It's either too dark or the contrast is too high. Uh, except the except the musical numbers. The musical, musical numbers, numbers look, look amazing. They look great, and yeah, so that unit was doing a good Especially job. Especially that. First first one when the conflict between Banku and his bully escalates into their first schoolyard fight and there is this insane fucking musical number. Let's uh, let's actually pause because I think if, if our listeners want to get a sense of what this movie is, this scene is probably the highlight of the movie, at least for yeah. me. Like, I was not involved in the plot or the characters whatsoever, but when this song started playing, I got excited and I actually started laughing out loud to myself and dancing along yeah i was not dancing but i was definitely laughing oh i danced 1920 i was was laying on the fucking couch had some great musical numbers this has some great musical numbers too oh but these make 1920 london's musical numbers look like shit. well they're doing something completely different 1920 london had had musical numbers where they had a song and and but what was you were seeing and visually was within the universe of the movie and here you're seeing just like this crazy abstract music it's a music video it's like anything you would see on absolutely you know kids kids dancing in the street all like so banku and his bully 
decide they're gonna like have a fight. We never really see the fight. No, we well, just. What's weird is like this bully is not even really like a bully. No, he laughs at Banku's name, and then Banku laughs at his. Like, there's name. no. There's been no like serious aggression, and suddenly that's kind it's of his my problem. First this day of school, like, and they're gonna there's throw not really down. a great impetus for any of the best scenes. So, so like they just say, "Hey," they go on the schoolyard, and then there's this just sensational. Insane. I mean, they go through so many different costume changes. In they're one, wearing they're, bandanas and, and baggy clothes. Well, and, and I mean, school they're, they're, uniforms and football uniforms. Like, there's so much going on in that scene. Yeah, they're they're kind of trying to cop the aesthetic of like American hip hop videos for most of the yeah, most, most of the of video, these. and then for a while they're in football uniforms, and there's some other costume change in there too, right? Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. It's silly, it's sensational. It's all about these kids being like over-the-top, larger-than-life, heroic, just titans doing battle, you know? And ultimately, right. it doesn't matter. Like, the, that other, the bully, like, really doesn't figure into the plot at all. Well, forward. and we get... Uh, he does, but in a really weird way. That's another weird thing, is how this bully is actually a huge asshole to Banku, but kind of just, like... Is we're still a friend. He and Banku are. We and Banku are encouraged to repeatedly forgive this kid who just does really shitty things to Banku. And I like that because, like, he's not a total bully. Like, he's not like he's he's portrayed with three dimensions, which we never see with that kind of character. We're encouraged to empathize with him. Yeah, which is that's nice. It's nice. This movie is nice. This is nice. This movie is directed toward children the age of Banku. I think. Yeah. And is that yeah. fair to say? Children I, the age of Banku. I would still say families. I feel like this meant well, a, for... Well, a child at the age of Banku isn't going to go to the theater by himself. The family stuff is kind of fucked up, though. Like, I don't feel like this is made for adult family members. There's some no, weird No, it's made for a family here. to watch together as a unit. Sure. Like, and, like and, Beethoven. And they'll all come out of it better off with better character. <laughs> like Beethoven. I mean, family class. Beethoven has like two-thirds of the, the letters in it that you need to spell Boutinoth, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, eventually, Banku meets Boutinoth. Boutinoth. Boutinoth, which is the ghost in the house. Apparently, it used to be his house, and he's still there, and he doesn't really want anyone else to live there. And so, after some build-up where you're not really sure what's going on and you don't really see the ghost... They eventually just kind of confront each other in the foyer, and Bootnath is like, hey, this is my house, and he screams at him, and Banku just screams back, and they just, Banku basically just befriends the ghost by not being scared of the ghost, and mm-hmm. the ghost just is like, okay, I guess we'll be friends then. Which is the moment this it becomes clear that this is not a horror movie. <laughs> like, right. That's kind of where I or realized it's not that. even a it's not even a children's horror movie. You know, no, not at that's all. the distinction. Like you know, there are there are horror movies aimed at like I would call you know Hocus Pocus. Is it really a horror movie? No, but it's horror. It's horror. More so you know? than this is. Yeah, yeah. There's family friendly approaches to horror. This really, other than the fact that he's a ghost, there's not really anything horrific about it. Other than the first five minutes, and then like I would argue five minutes later on in the movie that we can talk about later. Uh, I kind of like that approach actually. Like I I love breaking from genre conventions. My main yeah. problem with this movie is I didn't really care at all what happened after it like decided it wasn't a horror movie. I was, I mean, I I guess this is a little off topic, but I'm just thinking about Bootnoth. He's just really on my mind right now. I love that actor's performance. The actor who plays Bootnoth, he was great. He's like the Indian Al Pacino. Yeah, he looks like yeah. a cross between Al Pacino and Michael McDonald. <laughs> 
But see, here's the other actor who I think should play Bootnoth if there's an American remake. I was just thinking Neeson the whole time. Liam Neeson would be great in this fucking role. You told me that last night, and I love Neeson. I, I, just, I, I don't see him in this. Oh, I can see it so, so much. All right. Just that kind of quiet gravitas. The quiet gravitas and the, and the he, parental. He doesn't have quiet gravitas. Al Pacino does because he's still, like, he has, like, a lot of self-doubt. No, Al Pacino would over overdo it. He'd oversell it like he does fucking everything. <laughs> Whoa, you gotta get out of my house. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore, though. He's he so doesn't tired. Do that anymore. He's so tired. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Like anyway. what? What's the example of where he doesn't do where Pacino doesn't do Pacino anymore? I mean, just like anything I've seen him in in the last few years, like he seems tired and like worn out. Neeson is like still full bore. No. No. You have you seen a Neeson movie in the last like decade? Well, you've called my bluff now. Yeah, you got <laughs> you gotta get into the taken cinematic uh, universe. I guess man. so. The Neeson verse. So. Oh man. I'm They're all to. connected. I'll watch him. It's a unified theory. Every single movie if from we can find time taken in between to watching the commuter, these fucking same terrible character. movies. You can watch every Liam Neeson movie on Chris's Blu-ray shelf. Yes. Keep you busy for a while. <laughs> Give me the stack. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Anyway, Boothnoth, great friend. And then there's just mischief for like a good hour and a half. Oh, just hijinks. Just crazy hijinks. Non-stop hijinks. We see chalk figures on a blackboard in an elementary school classroom just becoming Coming to animated. Life. Brought to life. There's a subplot with the like principal of the school steals everyone's lunches, a.k.a. Tiffin. Also, all sandwiches. He's like a sandwich connoisseur, which is why I said earlier, this movie is, it's about three things, and one of them is sandwiches. Yeah, sandwiches. Like, this movie, this, like, if... Lots of them. All of them. A lot of sandwiches. And they're also gross-looking sandwiches. Like, there's not a sandwich in this movie that Oh, not appealing. Not appealing. Not a single Instagram-worthy sandwich in this film. It was like a beet sandwich. It was like Wonder, like, the whitest Wonder Bread. Just, like slate white and beets and it was like bleeding through the bread and I just like almost puked looking hey, at it. Yeah. The kids loved it. No, they didn't love they it didn't love because it. the principal got to it first. Yeah. That fucker. But yeah, it's just I mean it's just hijinks. You know, they just do stuff. They do mm-hmm. any anything it's just relationship building. It's, it's the not genie. Relation, it's not I mean, he's not a genie, building. but it, the yeah. ghost. It is relationship building. The relationship between Banku and Bootnoth builds. But it's not in the movie for the sake of character it doesn't development. Add much. It's like, in the movie to make the audience laugh at the hijinks. To pad it out. Like I would say, a solid hour of this movie is padding. Yeah, absolutely. You and could, it's a long movie. You could movie. certainly cut like a half hour of this movie it's and an, lose it's nothing. It's over a two-hour movie. It's two hours and nine minutes. And it is not, you know, it does not need to be that long. No. Let me tell you what I liked about it, though. Please. One thing I thought was very interesting was we've all seen horror movies. Like, I just saw Poltergeist for the first time, actually, this week. We've all seen these movies where there's a child talking to a ghost or a demon, and it's always fucking terrifying because you never see the ghost or the demon. So I like how this was kind of the same story, but told from the inverse point of view, where the mom's like kind of upset, but like we don't see much of her, and the kid's just like spending all his free time talking to this guy who isn't I like there. That too. But we see it from his I've point of view. I've never seen that before in a movie. Yeah. Like, that's really fascinating. Right. It's not hard to imagine like a straight horror version of the same story where you just don't get to see Bootnoth any more than the normal people do. 
Well, I want to say I have grown up on movies with subtitles. I'm always very conscious of whether or not the subtitles actually convey what is happening on screen. This movie has the worst subtitling I think you've ever seen. Incredible. This is the worst example I can think of of a movie where whoever did the subtitles did not give a fuck about conveying the story. Well, maybe like, they did, but they didn't have a very good grasp of the English language. Maybe, but, like, it was insane. Like, I should not be able to tell what is happening on screen better from my interpretation of it than what the subtitle I'm getting. But I we, mean, the, the the best examples of this are, like, the, the terrible translations of the lyrics in the musical numbers, because you're not entirely sure what the message of those numbers is supposed to be necessarily and I, I i made a note of a couple of my favorite ones two of them are those who exhibits the attitude yes. will get a big time from us yes <laughs> i remember that and even more even more just inscrutable lay down me babe he can also ploy and can also jostle an elephant <laughs> What? I don't know. It seems Ploy is not a verb. I gave up on writing notes because I was like, this makes no sense. Like, I can understand from what is happening visually how these characters feel. And the text made me more... Like, I thought for a minute that I was watching a different movie than I thought I was watching. And I mean, I, I can't criticize that too much because clearly it's someone who doesn't have a great grasp of the English language. It's not necessarily like an artistic failure, but well, still no, it's just not, we don't really... even know. I mean, it, it's kind of it seems like low hanging fruit to me. Like you can make fun of a translation, a poor translation error. We don't even know who's writing the translation. Yeah, but it's a, almost certainly a not the filmmakers. With a budget, no, and from a decent yeah, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying somebody no well, can hire somebody to like do a decent translation. And generally, I'm always suspect of translations even on criterion collection yeah. movies i still wonder am i getting the full intent of the line this was so off the rails that i i just thought i i've not seen this movie i've not seen it the way it was intended to be seen maybe it is a straight horror movie <laughs> it could be i don't know i feel like we know enough about it from what you can see on the screen apart from the subtitles to know the broad strokes at least if not the subtext. There's nothing going on in this film, aside from it trying to be a Bollywood smash hit with, like, great yeah, songs. Yeah, it's, it's trying to be a crowd pleaser. Like, yeah. from start to finish, oh, absolutely. there's just all these, it's like... It's like a low-rent Danny Boyle movie. And, I mean, <sighs> this brings up the issue to me. You know, I'm tired of trying to ask for subtext out of a movie that isn't going for that like not every movie has to have subtext you know we're no, trying to wring fucking lemonade out of an orange I, I or think the whatever reason, you know I, it's a family film yeah well i i don't think we want it's, subtext it's the same thing it's, i mean we, we keep comparing we it to beethoven it's like in, expecting though. subtext out of beethoven i don't know if we're talking about subtext or what or i don't know what you know beethoven i don't know if beethoven's a good movie or not <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't think we need subtext for its own sake or anything, but, you know, we need something to make the movie interesting. And really just hours of hijinks 
isn't that interesting. And this movie has a lot of padding. It starts to get Agreed. interesting a little later on when you start to bring some like character lessons and you start to the, the relationship between Banku and Boothnath becomes a little more interesting. But it's just trying to please the crowd. It's like here's a, here's a song and dance. Here's some funny classroom jokes. Here's some this, and it goes on for way longer than it should. I have to say, sure. Between Banku and Boothnath, as the film went on, I felt like I felt creepy about their relationship. You thought it was a little "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I would not have said that. I would not have thought about. It. it did feel like there was something kind of sensual going on not between the characters <laughs> but the way with the Just way no 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 the There's way no it was way. written like the lines that they deliver i was like this movie is clearly not going to go there but like this feels like perverse somehow <laughs> i mean like there were songs where like boothnoth talks about how he like can't live without banku mr banku there's not a lot here there's a few highlights like one highlight is when yeah. Boothnath almost accidentally kills Banku. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he scares him down to falling down the stairs, and he has to go to the hospital. And then he's almost in a coma, unconscious. And there's a great moment where Banku wakes up, and they're like, "Oh, we're so glad you woke up." And and Boothnath is in the hospital because he has no geographic constraints on his ghostliness. And he's in the hospital. <laughs> he's in the hospital room, like. And there's a moment where they're like, "What happened?" And Boothnath is like terrified that he's gonna get fingered for the crime. And there's like this dramatic music, and he's like looking in horror. And Banku's like, "I was just playing, and I fell." And Boothnath. Is like so relieved as if there could be any consequences <laughs> to about. him as a ghost, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, I, I, see, I, I, I disagree with this idea though. There's not a lot there, but that may be because of the very specific. I, I guess I'm going to describe it as an emotional experience I had with this movie because number one, going into it, I was dreading this whole experience. I was like, this Me sounds, too. this sounds shitty. It sounds overlong. I'm, I was not feeling it, and the first maybe 10, even 20 minutes of the movie did nothing to assuage my fears in that department. But then the fucking schoolyard fight music video comes in, and I'm like, uh, what are we doing Just lifted here? Your spirits. This is kind of awesome. And as it went along, again, that emotional relationship between those two characters and the performances that they both gave, I got really invested, and Same. I enjoyed this way more than I expected to. I will agree, though, that there's easily a half hour you can cut. Oh, one quick note. That hospital scene, so much blood. Like, it's a family film, and then he falls down the stairs and cuts his head, and then there's just like, it's like you're watching ER. His whole face is just covered with blood (laughs) when they take him into the hospital. I don't remember that. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, good for them for putting that in their family movie. Yeah. Well, is it time? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Steven, would you view it, cue it, or screw it? Cue it. If you email me privately, I will tell you the moments I think you should watch. It's a very surprising <laughs> film. It's I felt kind of put off by it initially, but I got on this wavelength, and I think it's actually kind of fantastic. Like, watch it if you want to see a weird fucking Indian movie. That's my review. Excellent. Okay. Patrick. I'm going to say view it. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, not a strong view, it necessarily, but you've heard us talk about it. It's not a horror movie, but if you are looking for uh, 
a multicultural experience for your family, a good family movie that uh, gives the gives the kids some global perspective. You could do a lot worse than Bootnoth. You could. Chris, what did you think? View it, cue it, or screw it, or screw it, fuck it, damn it. I hate to say it. <laughs> I gotta screw it. Oh! What the fuck? Yeah. This got, has been another shocking episode. I, am, I, I had no idea that yeah. was possible. I have to screw it. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of positivity. I don't have any malice towards this film or any of the people who made it. It's great. At the end of the day, though, it's just not a fun way to spend your time. Wow. It, it's it's Really? Yeah. It's so much of the joy that I did get from this movie. I felt like I was laughing at its expense, laughing at the cultural differences, laughing at the music videos for being strange and bizarre to my American sensibilities, and I'm not going to recommend a movie just based on that. Hmm. So... I, again, no malice. It's great and and great for everyone who enjoys this. And I hope I think it was a hit in India. I mean, it spawned a sequel at least. It was very successful. Chris, I think you might have actually influenced my opinion. I think I give it a screw it. <laughs> I think I'm done actually with this movie. Like I don't care about the sequel. I did not enjoy watching this film. I wanted to give it a second chance, but fuck it. Fuck it. All right. I persuade him. I am very drunk, but also I think Chris is actually right. Like, I I don't like this movie. I didn't have fun with it. You are easily influenced. Not easily. No, I don't normally take other people's opinions to heart, but I think I'm on Chris's wavelength. I really don't think I, I had some fun with this movie. Don't get me wrong. That schoolyard dance scene, like I will listen to that Brilliant. song until I die. <laughs> and speaking of which, we speaking should listen which, to that on our way to the spoiler room. We're gonna room. listen to that right now. We're gonna make a quick little trip down the spoiler room, and we're gonna play instead of our beautiful theme, which, by the way, Stephen wrote that theme. We're gonna Good play job, the only piece Bye. of music that's better the <laughs> the music video crazy theme from the schoolyard fight slash rally slash dance competition. I wish I could have written it myself. Yeah, it's amazing. So go watch Booth Noth with your family and your little kids if you want, <laughs> or come on down to the spoiler room. You should. It's a kids' film. We're like, gonna. It's made for five year olds. Kids' film or not, we're gonna spoil the shit out of it in a few seconds. So All right, stick with us if you're interested in that. <laughs> Welcome back to Every Horror Movie on Netflix. We're in the spoiler room now, ready to spoil all the creepy twists and turns. Everything. Of Bootnoth. And uh, guys, on our break, I found out some news. I guess we've been disrespecting a great legendary Indian film actor. Bootnoth is actually played by, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, he's famous. Amitabh Amitabh Khan. What is he been wanna, in? I don't what? want to. I butchered it, but I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's been in over 190 
Indian films. Holy shit. Spanning 50 years. He's like the Christopher Lee of Indian films. Yeah, and Francois Truffaut called him a one-man industry for his importance. Wow. I just want to register, I did not disrespect this man at all. He was great. I loved his performance. We were talking shit about his fingernails. We were talking... Oh, but that was... Shitty that was movie, but he was the, fantastic. That's all costuming and makeup. Uh, I'm that sorry was, I called him that Al Pacino intentional. meets Michael McDonald. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that's still a good way to summon up a visual of him a, for the listeners. A visual of him, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's infinitely more talented than either of those men combined. Anyway, in my opinion, and he was also in Boothnoth Two, Boothnoth Returns, Boothnoth Returns, which apparently was a political comedy film in oh. which Boothnoth runs. He, he wins an election, and <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So, no. Yeah. So. That sounds amazing. Maybe they'll be on Netflix and we can check that out I hope so. Hopefully there's five minutes of horror shit at the beginning of that so we can watch it at some point. Well, funny you say that. We've been talking about how only the first five minutes of this movie is horror. I would argue there's another five minutes of of horror. Oh. Um, Where? Late in the movie, there is, I think, about five minutes of straight horror. It's emotional horror. There's a dispute, like... Flashback. After everyone knows and the mom finds out about Boothnoth and everything like that, I forget how it comes up, but Boothnoth says in a very intimidating way to Banku, your family will never be allowed to leave this house. Yeah. Because he's attached to them and he wants them to stay with him forever. And he says that and it's kind of menacing. And then like the next scene, they're like sitting in the dark talking to someone who can't see Boothnoth and they look over and there's like a rocking chair moving by itself. And I'm like, okay. So there's now a ghost who's like kind of oppressing them a little bit. But then it lasts like one scene and then we're back to the hijinks. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the emotional horror that we get into when we fi- find out how Bootnoth died and became Bootnoth in oh, the first place. God, it's, because that's a little harrowing. It's actually. this movie goes like to pure melodrama for the last thirty minutes or so. Yeah, it does. It's, it's total soap. It's total soap. Very soap. The yes. story, in a nutshell, the story is Bootnoth lived in the fa- he lived in this mansion with his wife when he was alive when he was a normal guy and his name wasn't Bootnoth. His name was like Nath and. He's a ghost Kyla, of Kailash Nath. He's I a think ghost of name. Nath, so his name is Boot Nath, which means ghost Nath. Anyway, so his son uh, went off to America to study and like never came back. I didn't understand like why his son betrayed him. I he think was he just, just an got, asshole. Well, I think that speaks to maybe something the, the movie isn't necessarily trying to say, but an attitude that the movie or the filmmakers have about America. Okay. I thought that was kind of interesting because America keeps coming up a little bit and it seems to be like a place where your people go off to and get corrupted. Hmm. I I think you're actually right, but I was very disturbed that like that was the impetus for him being left alone is that like his son was going to take his wife to America and leave him behind. And there seemed to be no motivation whatsoever. Hmm. And that was the crux of the whole... Well, he goes off and he becomes like a finance guy, and I guess he just forgets about caring for his parents, and he doesn't even call. They wait by the phone. You know, he's just a bad son. He's got his, and he doesn't honor his family anymore. Oh, that scene where Kailash or or Boothnoth, before he became a ghost, is sitting, like, literally holding an old-fashioned, like, telephone in his lap, waiting for his son to call, and he and his wife are just like... Oh, did he? He probably forgot. No, he never forgets. That affected me. Yeah, I was like, that's, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's was pretty kind of yeah, harrowing. That's, and yeah. It, so, Boothnot's wife, the the son's mother, eventually dies. You know, like 
it's kind of implied she dies of like a broken heart sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> like she dies and whether or not the son was the cause of the death you know we don't know. his absence exacerbated the situation exactly yeah so when the son finally comes home boot and him hates him and he's like i can't forgive you and, and the, he comes home with a kid he comes home with a kid and his wife not has a grandchild who he's, got he's like never a, seen like a trophy wife mm-hmm. and, who's a huge bitch yeah and they're like you know Whoa. what we're self <laughs> she is she's a huge asshole i agree but she, yeah she's definitely she's antagonistic and then they uh he's like we're gonna sell this house and he's like no i'm still living here this is our house this is our mother's house remember mother brought you home from the hospital and set you in that chair and he's like i don't care i'm a finance bro we got a good deal on this house so great the heartbreaking scene Boothnot's family oh. leaves him alone in the house oh. and he's going to chase after him in the car oh and i think he is he why is he chasing after him is he gonna wait actually i'm not sure we're t- we're thinking about the same scene I'm talking about the scene where Bootnath dies. Oh, chasing a car? Because they, they're leaving in the taxi, and Bootnath is like, I think he has a change of heart. Like, he wants to tell his son he loves him or something like that. No, he steals his grandson. He, like, grabs his grandson and and says, you know, I, I forget. There's a very well, dramatic that's, line. That's a big dispute. There's a big dispute where he's, that's before the family leaves. But then Bootnath's next of kin leave the mansion and get in the car Mm -hmm. and Boothnot's like angry but I think maybe the dramatic turn is he's he wants to go back out to the car not necessarily to argue but to to reach out in some way and he's rushing down the stairs and he trips and he falls just like Banku fell down the stairs exactly (laughs) like Banku fell down the stairs but it's after his grandson has been ripped from his arms right after his grandson has been ripped from his arms by this asshole he's alone in the house his son's asshole Life. Yeah, he's alone in the house. Everyone else is in the car. They're leaving for good to go back to America. Boothnath falls down the stairs, splits his dome open on the steps. <laughs> oh, and the way that sequence is shot and edited is amazing. There are so many different shots of the fall down the steps, and there's so much slow-mo, and it's it's so over the top, and, and then it's great. He, then he gets up and goes outside to stop the taxi, and he's like, hey, come back, and they just they don't even look back. They just drive away, and Boothnath goes back into the house in defeat and witnesses his own dead body laying on the floor at the yeah. bottom of It was the just stairs. the ghost that ran out to the taxi. It's so... It's really good. That's great. Give it's me more really of good, that. Honestly. Give me more of that and exactly. less of everything else. I don't see that kind of like soapy melodrama that often. And I think... And, and I mean, I would argue that it's actually soapy melodrama done pretty much as well as you can do that shit. It's I like haven't seen the, it done. Twenty percent the movie. It's like, basically most of the, it is bullshit, the peak like, of that form, and I was, I was, I was really into it. Actually, <laughs> I haven't seen the scene that good and melodramatic since Shivangi fingered Jay at the trial for for for, for like <laughs> oh. molesting her. <laughs> you I used, used, the, you used tw- fingered in that in that. Uh, usage a couple times That's this episode exactly now. That's exactly what's going on. People yeah. are giving people the blame. Shivangi. I forgot about Shivangi. Yeah. So eventually they have to just put Boothnath's uh, soul to rest. 
and the whole family comes. You know, it's, it's it's very touching. It goes on forever, but it's touching. The son comes back. It from requires America. the prodigal son to come back and not back. be a dick anymore. Mm-hmm. The father comes back off the cruise ship. Where how much work he's doing on this cruise ship is up for debate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's always like on the edge. You know, like looking photographic, <laughs> like with like yeah. some like like whatever the cruise equivalent of flight attendance is. And stuff. Yeah, he's got his shirt like unbuttoned down to his navel. Yeah. Um, and and there's also probably the 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 most sober musical number in this whole movie happens as they're conducting this ritual to turn Bootnoth into a star angel and to sort of free him from his uh, connection to the earthly plane. Yeah. And there's this very very literal kind of musical number where they're singing and it's it's much more grounded than all the other musical numbers. And and Vijay, who's the yeah. prodigal son, who's been kind of a dick this whole time, and and who this uh, ritual requires, basically his participation, um, comes back and... Um, Everyone it's, it's comes together moving. in the end. Yeah, I would say the musical numbers kind of go downhill as things go along. Like, we start really strong with that schoolyard number that we've talked about so much, and it kind of it takes a dip from there. It never, never really matches that peak of insanity again. Well, also, they seem less insane just because you acclimate to them over the two hours. Could be. Could be. There is one where Bootnoth does a rap, which we have not talked about. I love about. that one. That's that was my amazing. favorite. Scene. He's the got rap like, is, is ridiculous and amazing. He's got like these flapper girls with him yeah. on like a pier. Yeah. <laughs> Guess like, who was, um, oh God, who wrote A New Drug? Huey Lewis. I want a new drug. Yeah, it was like that, that kind of style drug. of like 80s music video. <laughs> like for no reason like this didn't have the story at all like there was nothing narratively that allowed these characters to be alone no. to sing a song and it's like it never happened when you come back from it. like you have those yeah. kids oh, who no. apparently they have a fight but we never even see the fight or hear anything about the fight there's just a musical number mm-hmm. hey you know whatever mm-hmm. crowd pleasing please Patrick yeah, yeah. Oh, it, worked, yeah. it pleased me. I loved it. Like, uh, the musical I, I numbers like... were on point. But, like, more often than not, they didn't move the story forward. There were great scenes, but they served no purpose. I feel like we're headed for Steven revising his rating well, one no. more time before the end of this well, episode. Yeah, did. I would say, actually, the more we want, I would say, view it. Oh, yes! I knew it! I saw that coming. Bullshit. I would give you, like, I would create a timeline like here are the scenes you should view. Yeah, I, honestly, a, there was a lot in this movie that I loved. All right, so we actually this is relevant because we recently updated our website where you can now yep. go and see a list with like a little nice color color Thank coded you, thing yeah. that Chris put together where you can see how we rated every episode. You can rate it by the highest. Uh, you can uh, rank it by the highest rated movies or lowest rated. But Stephen. You have to have a final view it, cue it, or screw it before the end of the episode, so you can have a green, yellow, or red light. On no, I agree. The list and actually, when the I, I will say, when I give my initial rating, I was there was some trepidation. I would say, yeah, I'm going to fall back and I cue it. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I was right initially. Okay, uh, but right. I think like it's a cue it with safe. prejudice. That's safe. There are scenes you should watch in this movie because I've never seen anything quite like them. But I would say as a film, not a view it. One last thing I didn't really like. They finally free Bootnath's Yeah, we should get into that. Soul. Yeah. And yeah. Bootnath the ghost dissolves into pixie dust. And Banku is like, 
Bootnath, Bootnath, bring him yeah, back. Yeah, and, and he appears as like a little, like a sad. Yoda in the sky. Well, oh, sad he goes out. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. He goes up to the rooftop terrace and he's looking out at the stars where all the spirits go, and he's like screaming and crying for Bootnath. And it's kind of like ET, where you know he met this friend. <laughs> yeah, he learned a lot of lessons from him about like citizenship because his dad was gone, so he learned about like how to forgive, how to not be an asshole, all the stuff yeah. parents are supposed to teach their kids and then at the end Bootnot has to go away so he goes away and I, I think I might have preferred just from my own you know being heartbroken at E.T. <laughs> as a kid if Bootnot had just gone away and left the kid heartbroken yet better for yes. the experience yeah but Instead, no we have to set up the sequel Bootnot come back, comes back and he's like in the yard like the next scene he's like right. I'm back but don't tell anybody and then he tells us he points at the camera yeah. don't tell anybody so I guess we fucked that part up because apparently the secret is if Banku just calls Bootnoth's name Bootnoth comes back right yeah sure except Bootnoth I, except Banku called Boothnoth's name on the roof in that first scene that's sort of like the sad ending. It's that Nightmare on Elm Street thing again. Yeah. Like, there's sort of the happy ending that feels very tacked on. <laughs> that's a great comparison, actually. <laughs> it's tacked on. Right. And it, it yeah. betrays the whole Boothnoth's whole story, which is he's a ghost and he, his soul needs to be put to rest. Yeah. You're not at rest if you're still fucking with the principal's food. He doesn't which, even and, want to get rest, though. He seems like he wants a friend. And actually, I should, He wants to stay alive. But what comes next should be better than that. I should clarify because I just made it sound like the end of A Nightmare on Elm Street is happy, but I... I, the, I got the, it. No, I, the I comparison for anyone who might not understand... You guys get what I'm saying, but just the comparison is that the ending of A Nightmare on Elm Street feels very tacked on to create a setup for a sequel. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it's it's like a happy ending with a tacked on downer part, and yes. this is a downer ending with a tacked on happy Correct. part. Correct. And neither are acceptable. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. Beautiful. And there was a sequel that we hopefully will not have to review. Yeah, because I don't give a fuck. The Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. There's, you can look up the Wikipedia page for that if you want. It was very interesting. Um, Bootnoth returns. They tried to get like a tax credit because they thought it would. It was a movie that would actually teach audiences about like civics and how to vote and <laughs> stuff like that. Bootnoth returns. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Michelle Pfeiffer isn't in, in a cat suit. Oh God, oh, God, we can only hope. <laughs> so, uh, what are we watching next, Chris? I don't know if anybody has any idea. I got it. We'll figure it out. We'll f- All right, next time, get this: oh, we fuck. are watching Bleed. Bleed. Bleed, but the T, the L is an upside down cross. Oh my Wait, the God. Wait, the L. What? Bleed. Bateed. Wait, can I see? Bateed. Bateed. That That's what sounds we're so fucking shitty. Oh, there's a girl in the tub, in a clawfoot tub, nude. Oh. Yeah, I've not heard of this. I follow horror pretty closely, and I think I'm in for a real surprise. Well, I'm not going to read the plot synopsis, because I don't do that. But if you want to find out what it's about... You know what? I'm going to... I have a bad attitude about this. That title sounds shitty, but you know what? Like every other movie that I watch for this cast, I'm going to go into it with love. I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Same. I'm learning to do that. I really do want to like these movies. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. 
I hope you're looking forward to it, and I hope you join us in two weeks when we talk about Bleed. Until then, you can catch us online. As always, we're on most of the social media outlets. You can email us. You can send us fan mail. We can read your fan mail on on the air. We can we can say, hey, so-and-so wants to know what we think about this. Here's what we think. It's up to you. What if they troll us? You might get trolled back. We can be vicious. But anyway, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. That's all we got. I'm Patrick. Hi, Chris. I'm Stephen. Hi, Patrick and Chris. Goodbye, goodbye, Patrick and Chris and Steve. Goodbye, goodbye Patrick. everybody. Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye, Moon. Goodbye, goodbye, with nothing.